This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. Yo, welcome back to the show. Today, we are talking about hormones. Are they really the results killer that so many people make them out to be? Now, if you're a coach yourself, you've undoubtedly heard the question many times. Hey, am I not losing weight because of my hormones? I know for me, I get asked this question a lot. I got asked it a lot more in the past than I do now, honestly. But the reality is our clients are barraged with marketing based around one key buzzword, which is hormones. They'll hear shit like, hey, this supplement balances your hormones and helps you shed fat overnight. Or this diet teaches you to balance your hormones and finally see those fat loss results you've been chasing. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into how valid all of these claims are. And are your hormones really what's present for preventing you from losing fat? And of course, there will be lots of applicable takeaways along the way to help you improve your hormones, get healthier, and achieve the fat loss results, or again, overall health that you're chasing. So let's go ahead and dive into it. First and foremost, we need to start by defining a term you hear thrown around a lot, And that is hormonal imbalance. And really here, you need to understand hormones as a whole is very much a blanket statement and again, a buzzword. So when saying something quote unquote impacts your hormones, we need to get more specific. What hormones specifically are being impacted and how does this affect homeostasis, aka balance within your body? See, your body system for maintaining balance or homeostasis is called the endocrine system. And your endocrine system is a series of glands. These glands produce and release hormones your body uses for many different functions like growth, metabolism, appetite, mood, reproduction, sexual sexual development, growth, and I already said growth, much more. Your hormones are essentially messengers. They're sent to different tissues in the body via the bloodstream and send signals to those tissues to tell them what to do. So when we don't have the right amount of a hormone or multiple hormones being produced to signal your body how to act, obviously some issues can arise. Now we have a combination of anabolic and catabolic hormones which are meant to exist in a balance. Now while several of your hormones could be out of whack, the solution to balancing your hormones might not be quite what you think. So today, we're taking you through a crash course of the most talked about hormones, their functions, and how to balance and improve the levels of each. So within this conversation of the most demonized or most talked about hormones, first and foremost, not necessarily foremost, but first we have cortisol. So cortisol is commonly known as the stress hormone. And it's safe to say that most of us are pretty familiar with this guy. So our body releases cortisol as a response to stress. Cortisol is one of your body's signals to begin mobilizing stored energy. So in simplest terms, cortisol is a hormone that releases energy by breaking things down, aka a catabolic hormone, be that stored carbs, fat, muscle tissue, etc. Now, contrary to popular belief, you do need some cortisol. Cortisol helps you wake up in the morning. It helps you push harder in the gym. 
it helps you be that high pressure deadline at work. Now, cortisol is often released as a response to intense workouts, stress in daily life, too little sleep, stimulants, and under eating. Cortisol levels are also partially dictated by your circadian rhythm. Cortisol has an, oh, and also shout out to Danny Lennon who came on the show. I believe that episode would have been about a month ago. If you want to learn all things circadian rhythm, circadian eating, definitely go back and check out the episode with Danny Lennon from Sigma Nutrition. Again, I believe it was about 20 episodes ago. You know what? I'm going to be a good podcast host and just link that up in the show notes, <laughs> episodes in the show notes. But cortisol has an inverse relationship with melatonin which is a hormone that helps you sleep so for a helpful individual or for healthy individuals cortisol should be high in the morning and decrease decrease throughout the day but really the devil is in the dose here so then we have to dive into this conversation of acute versus chronic stress because again some stress is good our body adapts to stressors and grows for example without an intense training session which is where much cortisol is likely produced your body will never be sent a strong enough adaptation to spark muscle growth. A training session is a good example of an acute stress. It happens over a relatively short time frame and leads to positive adaptation. But see, problems arise when that stress becomes chronic. Chronically elevated levels of cortisol lead to your body prioritizing fight or flight over rest and digest. In stressful quote-unquote fight or flight situations, your body shuts down or slows many processes you don't need to survive in the short term. So for example, things like digestion, hormone production, etc. The elevated cortisol levels mean your body is constantly breaking things down to create more energy. And again, this could be stored carbs, fat, muscle tissue, etc. Whereas in rest or digest mode, your body is producing hormones, digesting food, absorbing nutrients, building muscle, etc. So from what we just talked about, it's clear why too much cortisol is a problem when you're trying to build your leanest, strongest body composition ever. So here's how you can optimize your cortisol levels. First, you need to follow a smart training program. Remember, training is a stressor. And anecdotally, this is most commonly an issue for clients who love but overdo intensity. So lots of HIIT training, CrossFit, and even classes like Orange Theory done too often. Now, for online clients have helped with this in the past, the solution is typically reducing high-intensity work like HIT or CrossFit to one to two sessions per week tops and introducing more of a quote-unquote functional bodybuilding or functional aesthetics, as I like to call it, style of training mixed with some more aerobic work to build your aerobic base, which will actually increase your body's ability to manage stress and get back into a sympathetic state quicker. Next, periodize your nutrition, because really dieting is a stressor, so too much time in a calorie deficit can be a problem, and this is really why nutrition periodization as a whole is so important. This is why many clients that come to coaching in this situation where they're training their asses off, they're constantly dieting, but they're not getting the results they want, the solution is almost always following a functional aesthetics or functional bodybuilding style of programming, dialing back the intensity, focusing on more specific functional strength and bodybuilding work, and going through a building phase. And that dramatically changes people's physiques. I can think of so many clients I'm working with right now who we have stopped dieting from what they were doing previously before they started coaching. We've dialed the intensity way back and gotten much more specific and straight up just smarter with their training programs than 
where they were fallen before, and their bodies have completely changed for the better. They love how they feel. They love how they look. But the ironic thing is we're not dieting when this is happening. So really, if, if this speaks to you, if what I'm talking about right now speaks to you, not at all related to hormones, but if this speaks to you, hit the link in the show notes, apply for coaching with us. Because if you're stuck in the cycle of working your ass off in the gym, always dieting, but never getting the results you want, you need to take a different approach or you're going to be stuck in this hamster wheel for forever. All right. Anyways, next, don't be scared of carbs. When you take in food, but especially carbs, your body releases insulin. Now, insulin and cortisol have an inverse relationship. Insulin tells your body it doesn't need to break down energy because you're already ingesting said energy. Now, this is also part of the peri workout, which basically means around your workout nutrition strategy, I implement with more advanced online clients, which basically means strategically timing quick digesting carbs um, during your training, if we really want to split hairs, but definitely pre and post training to really prevent excess cortisol production and muscle breakdown. Next, sleep is super important here. Too much cortisol can create a vicious cycle here because too much cortisol disrupts sleep and under sleeping leads to more cortisol production. So some helpful strategies here include establishing consistent sleep and awake times, avoiding caffeine in the afternoon, sleeping seven plus hours per night, wearing blue light blockers in the evenings, avoiding screens and artificial lights 30 30 to 60 minutes before bed, and establishing a relaxing nighttime routine doing something like reading or meditating. Next, we want to make sure that you manage life stressors. So really, one unique thing I have most of my online clients do is prioritize self-care time. Basically, making sure you're taking time weekly to breathe and do the things that relax you and make you happy. We literally have this in your accountability tracker, so I can make sure that you do it. Now, while life stress isn't avoidable altogether, it's important to take steps to manage it to the best of your ability. So I can think of one of my clients right off the top of my head, shout out to Graham, who is, he's the owner of two companies. He's working his ass off. He's actually a lot of the things we just talked about here. Um, Very, has a very high stress lifestyle. Again, owns two companies, was training very intensely before, was dieting before. We've shifted him to building. Um... His style of training has completely changed from a CrossFit-esque style of training to, again, a functional bodybuilding style of training, which shout out to him because he's getting jacked. But another thing we've really focused on is, hey, 30 minutes every day, you're going to take some time to do something like listen to music, to meditate, to read. And for him, that's one of the things he talked about the most is like making a massive difference in his life. It was something he knew he needed to do before, but now we just have more accountability around that. So it's super cool to see how within coaching, little things like that outside of training and nutrition can really contribute to your client's overall results and just overall happiness and quality of life. And finally, caffeine. So I say this one for last because this really bums me out to talk about, but moderating your caffeine intake is necessary. Caffeine does cause a stress response. Now, while most don't need to avoid it altogether, keep it to a reasonable dose. I would say 500 milligrams or less is likely a good mark for most and cut it off eight to 10 hours before bed. All right, next within this conversation of hormones, we have testosterone. Now, testosterone is a steroid hormone present in both males and females. In men, testosterone is more prevalent. 
is production is part of a negative feedback loop. So basically, the pituitary gland secretes luteinizing hormone, aka LH, which in turn triggers testosterone production. In a healthy male, your body should detect low testosterone and release luteinizing hormone to create more. Now, testosterone is produced by women in smaller amounts in the ovaries. Now, regardless of gender, proper levels of testosterone are important. It helps regulate to a large degree fat distribution, muscle gain, libido, reproductive health, energy, clarity, overall feelings of well-being, and more. So a couple tips for you to optimize your testosterone levels, women and men alike. One, once again, manage stress. So testosterone has an inverse relationship to cortisol. Both hormones share several base materials. So when lots of cortisol is being produced, it essentially steals these base materials from testosterone production. So really, you can take all the strategies we just talked about from optimizing cortisol levels and apply them here as well. Next, follow a smart training program. In the appropriate dose, training will actually increase testosterone levels. That said, we have to be careful of creating too much testosterone reducing cortisol here. So follow a periodized training program like our online clients do, one that fits your experience, goals, and lifestyle. Take deloads and manage volume properly. As far as nutrition goes, too much time in a calorie deficit or very low body fat will reduce testosterone levels. So once again, a periodized approach to your nutrition is important. Adequate healthy fat intake. So for most people, 0.3 grams per pound of body weight of fat per day or more and carbohydrates because they play a role in decreasing cortisol are also helpful here. And finally, we have sleep. Now, many studies have been done on the relationship between sleep and testosterone levels. And the consensus is most need to sleep at least seven plus hours per night to maintain optimal testosterone levels. All right, next hormone up is estrogen. So estrogens are a group of sex hormones that generally promote the development and maintenance of female characteristics in the body. The three most common members of the estrogen family are estrone, estriol, and estriol. Now, estrogen is present in both females and males. It's generally more predominant in women, where it's produced primarily in the ovaries. For men, estrogen is produced primarily by conversion from testosterone. But for both sexes, a balance of estrogen, neither too much nor too little, is important to staying healthy. An imbalance of estrogen can have negative consequences regardless of gender. So some low levels of estrogen can lead to loss of muscle mass, reduced sex drive, vaginal dryness, an increase in UTIs, missing or irregular periods, moodiness, hot flash, breast tenderness, depression, trouble concentrating, and fatigue. On the flip side, high levels of estrogen can lead to bloating, breast tenderness, decreased sex drive, worsened PMS syndrome, or symptoms, excuse me, mood swings, headaches, weight gain, fatigue, reduced sperm, gynecomastia, ED, and slow growth. Again, these negative effects aren't exclusive to one gender. So now let's dive into how to optimize your estrogen levels. One, 
follow a smart training program. So like everything else, the proper dose is key here. Exercise can help in reducing estrogen if you're struggling with excessively high levels, but also realize that too much exercise keeps your body in a fight or flight state where hormone production is not a priority. This can lead to your body underproducing estrogen and often loss of menstrual cycle. Manage life stressors. Again, to avoid excessive time in a fight or flight state, I would implement the strategies we talked about in the previous two sections, specifically cortisol, about how to optimize your stress. And once again, periodize your nutrition. So higher body fat levels can lead to an excess amount of estrogen. On the flip side, undereating can result in a shortage of fats essential to producing estrogen. So again, it's a good idea to be at least 0.3 grams of fat per pound of body weight. The stress of chronic dieting and or low levels of body fat takes your body's focus off its reproductive health. This can also lead to too little estrogen. So once again, it's smart to periodize your nutrition like our online clients do. With phases designated to eating in a calorie deficit at maintenance and even phases focused on eating in a calorie surplus and building. All right, and then finally, as far as hormones go, we have insulin. So insulin is a hormone produced by your pancreas and released to coincide with rises in blood sugar. Think of insulin as a shuttling agent for our blood glucose or blood sugar. It basically allows other cells throughout your body to transform glucose into energy. Without insulin, cells have no energy source. So basically, insulin should help you regulate blood sugar levels, convert glucose to usable energy, and store glucose as muscle glycogen and or body fat. Now, insulin levels should really only be high after eating, as the spike in insulin is needed to manage your blood sugar. The term insulin sensitivity describes how sensitive your body's cells are in response to insulin. So high insulin sensitivity basically means that the cells of your body use blood blood glucose more effectively, reducing blood sugar. Higher insulin sensitivity also means that your body is better able to shuttle nutrients to muscle when needed and in turn grow muscle. Now, low insulin sensitivity or insulin resistance means your body doesn't absorb or your cells don't absorb as much glucose, which can lead to excessively high blood sugar levels and eventually type 2 diabetes. So while insulin is generally only discussed in terms of managing blood sugar and diabetes, it's also a key hormone when it comes to building muscle. So let's dive into how to optimize insulin sensitivity. One, follow a smart training program. Resistance training is one of the most effective things you can do to manage insulin as it increases insulin sensitivity and causes nutrients to be shuttled to your muscles. Next up, periodize your nutrition. Muscle insulin sensitivity is reduced faster than fat insulin sensitivity when you gain weight. So the more fat tissue you have, the more nutrients will be shuttled to fat cells instead of muscle. Thus, having too much body fat leads to poor insulin sensitivity. Getting leaner increases muscle insulin sensitivity and results in more of the nutrients you consume being partitioned to muscle. But when we get too lean, your body once again prioritizes fat gain to try to return to healthy levels. As has been the theme throughout this episode, your body wants to maintain homeostasis. And then we have nutrient timing. Now, this isn't the most important thing, But when it comes to improving your insulin sensitivity, nutrient timing does help. And once again, it's something I focus on with my more advanced clients. So in a nutshell, 
to not get too deep into the nutrient timing conversation here, we can say it's a good idea to spread your protein evenly across four to six meals throughout the day. Really, we could say three to six meals throughout the day. Most people realistically is three to five. Eating 30 to 40 grams of protein at each. Eat a good amount of your carbs pre and post workout. Those are your two carb heaviest meals. Whereas your pre and post workout meals are lower fat to allow your body to fast those digestion. So this will allow quicker delivery of the carbohydrates to your muscles essentially um, and quicker digestion for pre-workout fuel. And then that leaves the meals further away from your training sessions being a little bit lower carb, higher fat. All right, so let's summarize this. How to optimize your hormones 101. You undoubtedly noticed that throughout this podcast, the prescription to optimize each hormone is very similar. Follow a smart training program, periodize your nutrition with a focus on whole foods, get plenty of sleep, seven plus hours per night is a good call, and manage your life stressors. Most of us have the cause and effect mixed up when we think of hormones. So we think that the cause is imbalanced hormones and the effect is suboptimal body fat levels and a poor lifestyle. But the truth is the cause is suboptimal body fat levels and a poor lifestyle and the effect is imbalanced hormones. You don't fix your hormones first and then drop fat and improve your lifestyle. To improve your hormones, you have to start living a healthier lifestyle first. The prescription for optimizing your hormones is exactly what we focus on with all of our online clients because whether your goals are health related or 100% related to just achieving your best body composition ever. The prescription is gonna be periodized nutrition, a smart training program that's fit to you, individualized to your specific goals, managing life stress, getting plenty of sleep, and building a good foundation nutritionally of whole foods. Now, if you're ready to get accountable to a smart plan fit to you, click the link in the show notes to apply for coaching with our team. All right, and that is all I have for y'all today. As always, thank you for tuning in.